you're listening to the Wellness Cucina Podcast, where I give you tips and tricks about getting your family involved in the kitchen and making delicious and nutritious meals with ease. I'm Celestina, a chef, registered dietitian nutritionist, and a lover of good food, especially pizza. Tired of eating the same leftover potatoes, sausage, and greens, or roasted peppers and onions? Well, today we are talking about a great way to rework leftovers, making a frittata, or frittata. A little bit about frittata history. Its origins are in Italy, but there are a ton of different variations from other countries as well. The Spanish omelet has layers of fried potatoes and is usually like one and a half to two inches thick. The Arabic ega, the Persian cuckoo, and the well-known omelet. So frittata, the word, comes from the Italian word frigiare, which translates roughly to fried. And frittatas are basically open-faced omelets. But there's four major differences. There's always at least one optional ingredient, and such ingredients are typically combined with the beaten egg mixture while the eggs are still raw, rather than being laid over the mostly cooked egg mixture before it's folded, like a conventional omelet. In a frittata, eggs are going to be beaten more vigorously to incorporate more air than traditional savory omelets to allow for a deeper filling and a fluffier result. The mixture is typically going to be cooked over very low heat and more slowly than an omelet for at least five minutes, but typically closer to 15, until the underside is set, but the top is still runny. And lastly, the partially cooked frittata is not gonna be folded to enclose its contents, like an omelet, but instead it's gonna be flipped in full, grilled briefly under a broiler to set the top layer, or baked for about five minutes. Long story short, it's not an omelet, and it's gonna be delicious. So I grew up with frittatas being flipped, and fully cooked in a pan on a stovetop. We always added milk and grated cheese at minimum. There were also additions like peppers and onions, asparagus, basically any leftover vegetable we had. I rarely ever had meat-filled frittatas growing up. I don't think I've ever had a meat-filled frittata like in my parents' or grandparents' houses. It was mostly vegetarian, but that doesn't mean that you have to make yours vegetarian by any means. Let's start with the steps to create a frittata. First step, choose your pan. I personally like a 10 inch non-stick or very, very, very well seasoned cast iron or stainless steel pan. I cannot stress how imperative it is that you choose a pan that will not stick. I find that a 10 inch is gonna be a perfect size because it'll typically fit perfectly uh, to flip on a dinner size dish. And this is gonna be really important when we come to the flipping aspect of this. You can also do a smaller one, so I would say a 10 inch is perfect for a family of like four or five, or two people if you want leftovers for the next day. But if you're cooking for one or cooking for two, a six to eight inch pan will be more than enough. Second step, you wanna heat your pan and add oil and then saute the ingredients that you want inside the frittata. So I know that sounds like more than just one step, but this can mean leftover veggies, proteins or grains, just reheating them in some oil in the pan. Really though, the possibilities are endless. Whatever you have in your fridge will make a really nice frittata. So this is a great place to use leftover pasta from Sunday, leftover veggies from Monday, and a rotisserie chicken from Tuesday. Reheat all of those ingredients in a pan, and then you can go to the next step. So you can reheat ingredients that are already cooked, or 
If you don't have any leftovers, but you still want a frittata, you can use your uncooked veggies or your uncooked proteins. Obviously, you should probably cook them before you add them in. This is going to be the time to saute those as well. So if you don't have leftovers, fear not, because prosciutto, sausage, and chicken are going to work really well. So even if you have to cook those and then shred them, any other veggie would work here. So peppers, onions, asparagus, broccoli, dark leafy greens. Leftover grains are going to work better than, than freshly cooked grains, but you can always bulk up a frittata with some pasta, some quinoa, some farro, or really any grain that you'd like. Step three, whip up your eggs. While your ingredients are sauteing, get your eggs mixed. I personally like a hefty frittata, so like one and a half to two inches in height. I really like some, some quality height on it. To achieve this, you're gonna need about eight to 10 eggs if you're using that 10 inch pan and a ton of veggies or ingredients inside the frittata to help bulk it up as well. Be sure to crack your eggs on a flat surface, not the side of the bowl. It's going to make it a lot easier to separate. Whisk your eggs and then add an ounce or two of milk. Whole fat if you have it, it's just going to taste better. If you don't, that's fine too. And then you want to add in some grated cheese. I start with a half a handful of grated cheese when I'm doing an 8 to 10 egg frittata. But obviously you can add more if you'd like. Two cheeses that work really well here are Parmigiano Reggiano and Pecorino Romano. These come very finely grated not shredded like most packaged cheeses do. I have tried it with other cheeses and it just doesn't combine and work as well. So if you are gonna make it, do try and get one of those two cheeses or just a very finely grated cheese, not shredded. You'll also wanna add salt, pepper, and any dried herbs or spices at this point, and then whisk. Step four, pour your eggs over your sauteing ingredients. Before you actually do the step, you wanna make sure that your heat is turned down to medium and that you and that you have enough oil in the pan so that the eggs won't stick. This is gonna be slightly less important in a non-stick pan, but very important in a stainless steel or cast iron pan. So turn your heat down, add some oil if you need it, and then go ahead and pour the egg mixture over the ingredients. And be sure to get all of the cheese out of the bowl because it can usually get stuck around the sides. So for that, I don't like to use the whisk. I like to use a silicone spatula just to get the remainder of the ingredients out of the bowl and into the pan. Step five, let your eggs set. So essentially you want that outer layer of eggs that's hitting the pan to begin to solidify and form around the edge of the pan. With that same silicone spatula, you wanna pull up the cooked edges of the frittata while allowing the undercooked egg to run into the area that you just pulled up. Please note guys that there is an Instagram TV video on this, and it's gonna make a ton more sense if you watch the video. You wanna continue with that scooping and pulling action until about 60% of the egg has been cooked, and the middle of the frittata is still gonna be running. At this point, you wanna to check to make sure that the bottom of the frittata isn't sticking to the pan. So you wanna slide your spatula between the frittata and the pan, and give the pan a slow swirl with your non-spatulate hand and just ensuring that the frittata releases from the bottom and hasn't gotten stuck. If it has gotten stuck, it's fine. It's just not gonna look as pretty. It's still gonna taste just as delicious. If it does get stuck, I recommend finishing your frittata under the broiler or in the oven. And we'll talk about some of those options in just a little bit. Step six, do the sign of the cross and flip. So whenever my nonna or my mom would get ready to flip the frittata, they would do the sign of the cross to ensure that the frittata wouldn't stick and would flip really well. Truthfully, you have a 50-50 shot, even with the sign of the cross, but I always do it for good measure, so make sure you do it too. At this point, you wanna to turn the heat off under the frittata, place a plate 
wider than the pan, upside down onto the pan, so that the rim of the pan touches the surface of the plate, like the surface that you eat on. You want to move this flipping operation over to the sink, just in case it goes awry. At this point, you want to make the sign of the cross over the plate. I like to hold the plate steady with my left and have my right hand on the handle of the pan. Flip the pan and the plate simultaneously to expose the cooked side of the frittata upright on the plate. The runny eggs will hit the surface of the plate, so it'll be the opposite way that it was cooking, and this point kind of right side up. If you've done this successfully, gently slide the uncooked side of the frittata back into the pan to finish cooking. You'll place the pan back on the heat and cook for another three to five minutes until the egg is fully cooked. Like I said earlier, if it got stuck and it went awry, no issues. All you have to do is put your pan under the broiler for about three to five minutes until the remainder of that egg cooks. You wanna make sure though, that if you are using a non-stick pan, that it is oven safe up till whatever your broiler gets up to, usually like 500, 525. If it's not oven safe up to that temperature, just put it in a 425 or whatever the max temperature is, degree oven, and let it cook for about another five to 10 minutes, just to make sure that that egg is fully set. If it's stuck in either a cast iron or a stainless steel pan, those can definitely go underneath the broiler. So those all work. Step seven, slide it on out and slice it up. So slide the frittata out of the pan. It should be pretty easy to, to slide out of the pan if you followed all the steps and nothing is stuck. And then I kind of like to get wild with my slices. So you can go OG and slice it like a pie into wedges. I like a more modern approach going into kind of longer strips. Honestly, just be creative. However you want to cut it, you can go zigzags or whatever. Step eight, enjoy it with a salad, in a sandwich, in a wrap, or with other veggies. Again, the possibilities are endless. And if you happen to have leftover frittata, it's just as delicious the next day. So the flipping method is by far my favorite. I personally don't like baked eggs, but there are alternatives to making a frittata. You can bake them into muffin tins. I like silicone muffin molds for this job. Or, like I explained earlier, doing it on the cooktop, finishing it under the broiler, or in the oven. If you don't want to put it in the oven and you don't have the confidence to flip, you can always put a lid on your nearly finished frittata and it'll continue to cook with steam. I've done this method as well and they all turn out just as amazing. So there you have it, how to use your leftovers and how to make a delicious frittata. Be sure to check out the IGT video that goes along with this. Three main takeaways. Use your leftovers. Pull your eggs in from the side of the pan to cook your frittata evenly. Safeguard your flip with the sign of the cross. Thanks for listening. Reach out via email at zbrunettiwellness at gmail.com to leave comments, tell me about show topics you'd like to hear, or just to say hi. Check out Wellness Cucina's Instagram, chef underscore RDN, for cooking tips, recipes, and IGTV videos that relate to the podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about how you and your family can build stronger bonds while gaining kitchen confidence, schedule a complimentary call. Link is in the show notes. Listen this Wednesday when I'll be talking about knives, knife cuts, and some ways to make dicing easier. 